The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. We are back after a few weeks hiatus after a very busy WrestleMania season. We're back. Uh, this is Wrestling with Jonas. We're live across Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. So thank you very much for joining us. Um, and back with the interviews as well. It's been a few weeks since I've done a live interview. And I've got a very special guest for me. Uh, been been uh, uh, very, very keen to interview this uh, very young, bright young wrestling talent from the West Midlands. I've got uh, Lights Out, Danny Reed. So Danny, thank you very much for joining me on Wrestling with Jonas. How are you today? I am doing well, John. How are you? Yeah, I'm really, really good. Uh, even better now that we're kind of finally live, finally talking. Um, but uh, I know that we were speaking a bit off air, Danny, and uh, just want to touch upon wh- when was your last actual wrestling match? Because I, I think it's probably been well over a year. According to my records, it, it was possibly a uh, man like Doris, uh, Cam- Kamikaze Pro Live. Is that correct? Yeah, it was just before my 19th birthday. Uh, Kamikaze Pro Live 24 against man like Doris. Yeah, and that was that was a, a hell of a match. And I know that Kamikaze Pro Live is one of your home promotions, and we're going to get into all of that. But um, something that I found really, really fascinating talking off air. I mean, you, we we spoke about your debut took place uh, in the middle of 2018, um, but then you said you, you've been you've been training since you were 14 years old. Uh, yeah. So that would have predated 2018 by quite a few years, and you're you're only 20 now, Danny. But uh, tell me about getting into the wrestling business at the age of 14. Uh, who who did you start training with? Tell us about that whole story of, first of all, wanting to become a pro wrestler and then, I don't know, making the initial steps to start your training off. Okay, so I've always wanted to be a professional wrestler. There has never been a day of my life where professional wrestling wasn't where I wanted to be. Uh, there was never a, a, another option for me, to be honest. Um, and so... Around 2015, my friend also wanted to get into it. And I knew, like, I'm going to get into it one day, so why not just get into it now? Um, so we went to AWW in, uh, in Dudley area. Uh, I trained there for a few months, and then I found my, uh, my other friends and a big group of my mates went and trained with PWL in Darleston. Uh, so I went over there, and, and I was training there for a year or so um, until there was a, uh, an event uh, promoted by Fight Club Pro called uh, the Dream Tag Team Invitational. That was the first um, DTTR that they did. Uh, the only name that was announced at the time was Pentagon. And I was like, yeah, we want a ticket. Me and my friend Cam bought a ticket. Um, and we went there. So we literally just went to watch the show to enjoy some wrestling. And uh, we paid £50 for an extra like fan convention thing and asked everyone for advice. Uh, and the one that always sticks to me is I went up to Trent Seven and I said, um, have you got any advice for any young aspiring wrestlers? And he said, uh, do you train? I was like, yeah. He was like, well... You're more than welcome to come and train with us uh, at Fight Club Pro. Come and train with us and we'll teach you how to wrestle. And uh, that's where I went. I went to Fight Club Pro. Get, got taught by some of the best wrestlers in the world. Like Some of the best wrestlers in the world just swing, just swing around and do a seminar every like every now and then, which was great. Um, and then since then, I've gone on to train with Kamikaze Pro, the Kamikaze Pro Dojo. And that's where my training basically is. 
Yes. Yeah, so, so tell us about uh, some of the uh, guests that did seminars and came down to, to speak to you at Fight Club Pro, because you mentioned you've already dropped a big name in Trent Seven there, one of my favourite wrestlers and a, a big name that's come out of the, the, the kind of West Midlands scene onto kind of like a worldwide stage, really, a regular on NXT UK. He's wrestled for NXT. Um, I, I've seen him wrestle in the States, as a matter of fact, as well as over in the UK many, many times. Uh, but those sort of interactions with some of those names that would come in and, like you say, swing by uh, a Fight Club Pro. What sort of experiences did you have with some of those top names? Uh, just to stay on Trent Seven for a quick second before I go on to the mm, Yeah. One of the, the most, uh, just one of the best experiences in wrestling, uh, and this probably means absolutely nothing to Trent, but to me it meant the world. So I was stood there, it was just as I was going towards Kamikaze Pro, maybe about 2019, early 2019, I was helping out at Fight Club Pro, and uh, Trent Seven just pulled me to the side and said, uh, I, don't, I don't think he pulled me to the side. He just saw me walking around and said, I've seen your stuff on social media. You're doing well. Like, keep it up. That means the world to someone like me who looked up to Trent Seven before I even, like, knew him as a person. Um, yeah. And to be able to, like, have someone like that tell me, you're doing well. Like, you're on track. Like, keep going. It, it's so good. But, yeah, uh, Fight Club Pro would bring over some of the best names. Um we had seminars from people like uh, Jonathan Gresham, Pete Dunn, Tyler Bay, obviously Trent Seven, uh, Eva Luno and Shu Grayson from AEW, wow. uh, Frightmare, Hello Wicked, uh, Mike Bailey. There were so many people. And then you just have people just walking around. The way that it would work was we train at the unit in uh, Tipton normally, but then the show days were always Friday. And then you'd be at the venue on the Thursday training. So we'd put the ring up ready for the Friday. And we just do training at the unit at the uh, the venue, so it's normally Starworks or the hangar. And by that time, the imports had flown in, and they were just walking around. You'd have sessions where you would like hop into a session, and Miko Satamora starts walking around, <laughs> and you're like, "This is mad." Sometimes uh, <laughs> like Jeff Cobb's walking around the ring, and I'm like, "What?" Like we just Ricky Shane Page is another name that's always around, like uh, when he can be. Um, such a great bloke, and just a great experience to to train with some of these amazing names that I, I watched. Uh, before I was even a part of like the Fight Club Pro training group at the time. Um, and and with, with any of these names, uh, Danny, have you ever been starstruck when you've either uh, been around the ring listening to them or when they've approached you or when you've approached them? Has there been any kind of, uh, you might have kind of fanboyed out a little bit? Uh, I don't really get starstruck much, but there, there were two experiences where I got starstruck. Uh, first, it wasn't really starstruck at the time. I was stood in the unit and it was a training session where I'm stood there and it's, I just took a break to look around. It's Trent Seven, Tyler Bate, um, Ricky Shane Page, the Hunter Brothers are there. And then you're also <laughs> like in the training, like doing the session is like Charlie Evans, Kyle Fletcher, uh, Mark Davis was probably there, uh, Omari. Like you were training with these guys and being taught by the greats. It, it's so good. And the second one was uh, when Pat came to Fight Club Pro. Um, Pac was someone I watched uh, in WWE, obviously, because I'm yeah. of a younger generation. So seeing Pac on the Indies wasn't something that was quite prominent when I was a kid. But seeing him, him as Neville was was what I knew Pac as. And so we, I just shook his hand when he came in, and he introduced himself by his shoot name. And he just, I wasn't starstruck at the time. And I was ring running um, uh, for the show, so I'd go down, get the belts, get the the jackets and stuff, run back. And it was the match before Pac's match. So I get backstage and Pac's there in gear, wet hair. And I'm like, yo, that, that's Neville from the WWE. <laughs> that's so sick. Yeah, so I don't really get starstruck much, but those two experiences for sure were like, took me back. 
Incredible, incredible. And, and uh, how kind of far into your journey was it before you uh, started training with uh, the Kamikaze Pro Dojo then? Because that's uh, become one of the more renowned uh, training schools in the UK. Not only is it a fantastic promotion, Kamikaze Pro, and it's got its kind of a, a academy shows with uh, Kamikaze Pro Live, but the dojo, I mean, people come from far and near to train there, don't they? And how did you start your relationship with those? Uh, so I was looking to go and uh, get a change of scenery, really. Uh, when I get quite, uh, what's the word? When I get like burnt out with wrestling, I feel like a change of scenery kind of reboots me kind of thing. So I was looking for a change of scenery at the time, as well as like my life had just changed because I'd gone from school to a job and my times were different and whatnot. So like Kamikaze suits me right now. Um, so that was around. So I debuted Kamikaze in June of 2019. Yeah, June 2019, and I reckon I trained there six weeks before my debut, so it was around that time, uh, around around June 2019-ish. Right, okay. And, uh, I mean, who are some of your trainers there? Because I know uh, Marshall X is one of the renowned trainers with Kamikaze Pro Dojo. Um, and like I say, we've spoken to many of the guys and girls from the West Midlands areas that, that have trained at Cam Pro Dojo, but um, who specifically looked after you? Uh, so James is the head coach. James is the coach. But around around there, it's a family. Like Kamikaze right. Pro is a family. So it, it's not just James teaching you. If someone else has got some kind of input that could help, they'll they'll tell you. There's Luke Douglas, uh, the Elliot Jordan experience, man like Jarese, like all of these guys who I've known before. I was at Kamikaze because I used to yeah. come to, to fight for Pro every now and then. So they're my mates. And whatever like uh, advice they've got, that they're there too. So it's just a great family of everyone just wants to help each other. No one's in it for themselves. Like if if I've got something that might help someone, I'll say it. Not that I'm in a, a great position to do that, but if there's something that I know that maybe uh, a less um, not established, but a less yeah. uh, like someone who doesn't know as much, if I've got some some kind of advice that I'll give to them, I will. It, it just like everyone wants to help each other. No one's in it for themselves at Kamikaze Pro, which is great. Well, I mean, you you could consider yourself reasonably established because as we've as we've spoken about, you've been training for six years. You've been in the business for two and a half years now, kind of since your debut. So you, you, you're reasonably established. And I should imagine that some of the younger wrestlers are probably looking up to you now. But um, uh, that, that's really, really cool. And, and as we discussed off air once again, Danny, that you've you've trained at three or four different camps now at different training schools and yeah. uh, I, I kind of said that where I've spoken to wrestlers in the past that have trained at multiple training schools they've learned different techniques different methods you know just new things with every different trainer that they've been in front of or school that they visited have you found the same have you found that you've kind of broadened your your skill range your, your kind of wrestling ability by going to these different places and learning new things it's really kind of uh kind of added more strings to your bow a hundred percent the way that i see wrestling is as long as it's safe and as long as it looks good it's not wrong you can't do it you, you, there's not one right way of doing things and uh, you kind of learn different people's different ways. Uh, it's quite condescending at times where one, one guy will tell you one thing, the other guy will tell you another thing. But you pick the advice and you go with it. Um, it. It's just, yeah, being around different coaches will only benefit you because you'll go into a match with someone who's got this mindset and you'll go, oh, well, I was taught that by this guy. So I know what they're kind of thinking. Um, it's just a great way to just learn the industry as a whole rather than one guy's perspective. If you're taught by one guy, you'll be an image of that guy, I think. Whereas yeah. if you're taught by everyone you can be, you'll, you know, gain bits of information from everyone and you'll be 
your own uh, wrestler at the end of the day. Yeah. Absolutely. And I just want to encourage anybody that's kind of watching or listening at home during this live broadcast, whether it's on Facebook, Twitch or YouTube, and get your questions in for Danny Reed. And if you have any questions about, you know, how he's come through the business, how he started in the business, uh, his favourite matches, his favourite moments or memories since he started in the business or kind of what his plans are for the future, get in touch, ask your questions and we'll do our best to read out them questions and get them answered during this uh, 45 minute interview. Uh, but uh, Danny, Tell us about kind of your, your debut match then, because I'm sure you remember it. Um, was it, was it, does it, is it memorable for all the right reasons or were you nervous going into it? Tell us about your debut match and when you found out that you were going to have your debut match, that must have been a bit of a, a moment for you as well. Yes, yeah, so my, it's kind of a funny story. So I didn't know I was wrestling until the day. Um, it was with nothing but wrestling. Uh, run by Corey Johnson, uh, a good friend of mine, gives me, he gave me the, the best opportunities when no one else was booking me at all. Um, and so we basically, I was told we're going to do a seminar, uh, just bring your knee pads, bring your boots, and, and that'll be sick. Uh, but I was also told, bring some gear. I didn't have gear at the time at all. I, I bought some kick pads that I'd bought off Amazon, and that was that. Um, so I did the seminar, and they picked six guys um, to go into the pre-show to do a, a six-man scramble. Uh, I was one of them. Uh, and I was I was actually booked to be over, so my first match I, I won, which was pretty cool, um, which set up the rest of wrestling, uh, nothing but wrestling for me because I was booked so well there. Um, so yeah, uh, I turn up, I do the seminar, I get told you're on the show, and I was like, well, I've not got any gear. So <laughs> one of the uh, one of the dudes who was wrestling named Luke Kashmir, uh, you may know him from from Slam Wrestling or from uh, from Nothing But Wrestling. Uh, he was like, I've got a spare pair of tights, you can have them. So I put them on, uh, and I go out and wrestle. So it was me, uh, what's his name? JJ Roberts from uh, the Welsh area, uh, Lucky Bowden from the Welsh area. You got MJ Grayson, who's one of my closest friends in wrestling. Uh, Cal, um, what's his name? Frank Wesker, and there was someone else, Oliver Satchwell. I'm not sure where he's based, but uh, he's a great talent. Uh, and we all just had a scramble, and it was so much fun. Like I was, I was so nervous before I went out there. Um, because it was the first time in front of a paying crowd, my family were there, and I was like, oh, this is this could go one of two ways. Um, so I was so nervous, but you'll hear this from every wrestler, and it's so weird. Like, I've got a little bit of a performing background anyway with musical theatre and stuff at school, but um, just before you go out, you're so you're shaking, you're nervous. The second you hit that curtain, everything just goes. You're just so excited, and you're out there, and you're a different person, pretty much. I wasn't yeah. Kean Smith, the person. I was Danny Reed, the wrestler. And it was so cool to just go in. And everything went so well. It was one of those matches where, like, nothing went wrong. And I just really enjoyed it. Now, I took a mean German onto, like, my neck, which was pretty weird. But it, it was cool. Um, and, yeah, I ended up winning with a roll-up. And, yeah. That was my debut. So much Not bad. Winning on your debut uh, and only being told that same day that you, and, and having to borrow somebody else's tights. <laughs> so it's always kind of set up for failure, but it went really, really well in the end. So that's really, yeah. really cool. What are you missing most about uh, not being able to to get in the ring and perform and, and entertain the fans? We, we just discussed earlier, your last match was last May, so well over a year ago now. What are you missing most about not being able to get out there every weekend and perform? I just miss the the constant. It's just it's a constant grind, and I miss constantly having something to look forward to. Every weekend, you'd you'd work for the week, so you'd be in the gym and training all week for that weekend's bookings, and then you'd do the same every week, which could sound repetitive, but because you're with the different promotions every weekend, it's just so cool to like 
have that thing to look forward to every week. Whereas now the weekend's come and I've got like no shows to look forward to, um, which it, it, it's not it's not the best of feelings. But I know wrestling's gonna come back soon, so that's what I miss. But just like the camaraderie as well of like seeing my friends every day or seeing my friends every time I was wrestling and you know being able to, like with the shows that I'm on I wrestle my friends pretty much all the time because we, we're just that group of guys in the Midlands at the minute that are on the same quality of shows um so being able to see my friends and be around the same group of people and wrestle my mates is is something I miss a lot but I just can't wait to, for it to come back yeah and hopefully i know that some groups have already advertised to kind of go back uh or, or come back around the summertime july august september um yeah. but uh have you got any 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 bookings or any dates uh kind of penciled in uh danny uh not a date exactly but i have like uh, the kamikaze pro shows the live shows uh you can you'll see me there uh, I, I work hard at training all the time to make sure i'm on those shows so you won't miss me on those shows and then there's a uh, uh, a new promote, not a new promotion in general, but a new promotion for me called New Breed Wrestling Association. They're yeah. hosting a new uh, thing on Turnbuckle TV called uh, Future Stars. So it's going to be a weekly show uh, showing some of the future stars of this industry, some of the best uh, up and coming guys. I'm on there. MJ Grayson's on there. I think Bishop's on there. Lucia Lee's on there. Millie McKenzie was advertised, but with the NXT UK, we don't know what's yeah. going on there at the minute. So I can't say Millie will be there, but. Just some of the best wrestlers uh, around in the scene. That's just to name a few. Like that, it's going to be so much fun, and there's going to be so some matches that you've never seen that you don't even know you want yet. But when you watch it, you'll you'll know you wanted that match. That's going to be absolutely awesome. And and you're, and you're back training, uh, I understand. So you're knocking off the ring whilst you're back in the ring. Uh, how often are you doing your training? Kind of how long have you been back in the ring for? Just knocking off the ring whilst then, Danny. So I'm socially distanced training, like just me or me with one other person for now. Obviously, COVID is a thing that we don't want to mess with because it will ruin you. Yeah. But um, just trying to be as safe as possible. But also, I want to be as well equipped for when training and when shows come back as possible i want to be the best danny reed that i've been uh, i don't want to come back as the same danny reed that that you saw before but uh, i want to be the best that i can be and that's what i'm working towards uh, i'm training maybe once a week when i can um just trying to really get that cardio back up and think of new ideas the moveset that this danny reed's coming back with is completely different to the moveset you've seen me do before so expect danny reed to be a completely different wrestler because it's 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 going to be great. Well, I, I, one of the questions I had lined up for later on, but I'll kind of uh, skip it ahead to now. Is, is you you've obviously had over a year off to kind of evaluate and reflect on your time as a wrestler. You've not wrestled since last March. I don't want you to give away too many secrets, but have you thought about how your character or your in-ring style might be evolving, especially as you kind of, you know, maturing a bit more as a wrestler? Um, how do you see your, your character or your ring style developing or maybe moving on over the next year or two? So for me, my character is is always me, just turned up a bit. I am that young uh, baby-faced kid who will just come out and high five the kids and get in the ring and have the best time. That's what I am and that's what I'll always be. Uh, I'm not one for these wacky characters. Not that if if you are one of these wacky characters, that's not me going in on you. That's just not my style of wrestling. That that I am for myself. Um, so yeah, that. But move set wise, people will say that lockdown was the worst thing in the world. For me, it was the best. Uh, when wrestling was around towards the end, especially, uh, I wasn't really enjoying myself too much because I was so. Um, I don't know. I just didn't have any goals or anything like that. I was just going on autopilot. 
And having yeah. that break to sit down and go, this is what I want from wrestling. This is how I need to do it. And this is what I'm going to do to get those goals uh, and to achieve those dreams it is the best thing that could have happened. Now, it's a bit longer than I wanted it to be. I wish wrestling yeah. could have come back a little bit sooner. But I'm glad I got that time to sit back because I don't know what I would have been doing by now if wrestling would have carried on. But um, having that time to sit back and go, this is what I want to do. This is how I need to do it. It is it's a blessing in disguise. Yeah, I think the whole British uh, wrestling scene is going to get a massive uh, you know, resurgence and a, a big old reboot that it needed, um, you know, with, with fresh characters and uh, uh, renewed vigour and, and lots of energy and, and hungry audiences as well, for sure. But uh, I mean, touching on your, your training uh, a little bit then, Danny, do you have like a, you mentioned about your your kind of uh maybe acting background where you've done some uh, some acting maybe but do you have a, a sporting background as well which might uh kind of explain some of your natural in-ring ability and your, 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 the pace that you demonstrate around the ring are you, are you a sporty person naturally is did you do many sports before wrestling not necessarily i i played football maybe once a week with my friends just as a kickabout i've never been good at football to be quite honest um but i never had like when, when i was a kid i i didn't do clubs or anything like that like I was never part of a, a, a karate class or whatnot. No. Um, I did kickboxing for a few months um, before, but that was while I was wrestling. So I was just trying to see if I could like juggle both, which I couldn't at the time. Um, but yeah, there, there's no kind of athletic background before, but I've always wanted to be a performer. That's me. Like working in an office job like I do now doesn't satisfy me like working a wrestling show and things like that. Like, um, one of the best experiences and where the name Danny Reed comes from or Danny comes from was back in school when I did uh, Greece and I was Danny Zuko in Greece. That's where Danny Right. <laughs> I um, was kind of interested to know where your name originated from, but uh, yeah. uh, I'm glad you answered that one. <laughs> so yeah, just being able to act and go out on stage and be, I, I, I don't know if it's just being someone else or just being able to escape and do something uh, is just so good. Like, um, so yeah, the performing side of things I've done since I was a kid, but like sporting was never um, something I'd actively go out to do. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. But uh, it still doesn't explain why you're so uh, your abilities in the ring. I mean, I mean, let's talk a bit about your wrestling style then, Danny, because what sort of influences have you had that's kind of developed your your wrestling style? I mean, do you model your your in ring ability or any of your kind of uh, move set? Uh, but from any of your wrestling heroes, because you, you're quite diverse in the ring. You, you've got the pace, you've got the agility. Uh, I love your finisher. Um, it, it's like a, uh, a rip cord into an enziguri, isn't it? The lights out. Um, and uh, you can do some groundwork. I've seen you do some submissions. So tell me about your influences in the ring and how you developed your in-ring style over the years. Uh, so my favourite wrestler in the world, like in general, is Will Ospreay. He is the most athletic and the most just like how can the guy do the things he does one it's day, incredible step, be, yeah if i can be a quarter of what veloc is uh athletically that would be uh the best um so yeah uh just for me i kind of died out of watching mainstream wrestling quite early on and i was very much into the independence and watching indie wrestling is what really gets me and I enjoy watching. My favourite promotion to watch right now, and I don't watch many promotions, I'll stick to two pretty much. It's AEW, but mostly it's GCW. GCW in, in the US is the best wrestling you will ever see. Uh, it's 
to me, it's amazing. They've got a show on tonight, and I just can't wait to watch it. Uh, it's it's great. The, the wrestlers they have are, are people that if I don't get to step in the ring with, I won't be happy with myself. People like Jordan Oliver and Calvin Tankman and Braden Lee. These are names that I've mentioned to my friends, and they have no clue who they are. And I'm like, well, where have you been living? Because these guys are <laughs> the best, best wrestlers that I can that I'm watching. Uh, GCW and like other companies in, in the US. Most of my goals, like long term in wrestling, are based in the US because the US indie scene is is amazing and it's where I want to be. Uh, places like Black Label Pro and uh, Freelance Wrestling and things like that. It's it's just so good in the in the states. And that, yeah. that's that, yeah, that's where my inspiration is. That's really really cool. Uh, and like I say, I mean, if you haven't caught any of Danny Reed's uh, matches, go go and check him out on YouTube or Powered Four TV, Turnbuckle TV, and see a lot of his matches there. But uh, uh, absolutely blown away by uh, your your move set, your ability in the ring. So uh, uh, be interesting to see kind of how you evolve when you do eventually come back to the ring. But um, go, going through kind of your aspirations of working in America, all the way back to the West Midlands, because. I mean, the West Midlands, uh, you know, from Coventry, Birmingham, Wolverhampton, you name it, the West Midlands scene has, has kind of really grown over the years to probably being one of the more prominent wrestling regions in the whole of the UK. I mean, is it, do you see it as a massive advantage kind of coming from that area and having all these training schools and promotions on your doorstep, especially when you look at some of the names that they've developed? You look at, you know, the, 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 the Tyler Bates, the Trent Sevens, the Pete Dunn's, the Dan Maloney's, Millie McKenzie's and the Chantel Jordan's. And now you're there as well. Uh, tell us about the West Midland wrestling scene, because it's, it's kind of uh, very vibrant and uh, hopefully it will get back to kind of where it was pre-pandemic. Yeah, so the West Midlands is the hotspot for British wrestling. It is like no, and not, that's not to shade any other part of the, the the country that are working hard, but West Midlands is where you know that top style or, or where everyone really congregates to the best wrestlers in the world do. Um, yeah. So yeah, it like I'll go back to when I was a kid when I was telling people that I want to be a pro wrestler when I'm six years old. They're all like, "Oh, but you're from Wolverhampton. They're they're not gonna." you're not going to make it to the WWE and then Tyler Bate wins the NXT UK championship. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it's grown massively and I'm, I'm so fortunate and so lucky to have been born in a place where the wrestling is huge. Uh, and I, I'm brought up in a day and age where wrestling is huge in where I am. Uh, I'm, I'm fortunate for the people that come through at this scene, as you say, Trent Seven, Pete Dunn, Tyler Bate, Chris Brooks is another great, uh, great name from around here. Dan Maloney, like, the names that we've had swing by and, and just like give us advice and I've been able to watch on a weekly basis is is, is great. Yeah, 100%, 100%. And, and, and like I say, the, the names, I mean, you only have to look at NXT UK and NXT when you see, you know, the, the, the fantastic UK talent and a lot of them coming from the West Midlands as well. Um, but uh, when did you first become a wrestling fan then, uh, Danny? Uh, you, you said from the age of six. So can you remember when you first caught a glimpse of pro wrestling and who was on your screen at the time? So my story is quite different to everyone else's. And when I mention it, people seem to laugh. Um, I didn't grow up with anyone in my family watching it. Uh, I didn't like just catch it on TV. My friend collected the Slam Attacks cards uh, back right. in the day. And he showed me through this binder of these guys who I didn't have a clue who they were. Uh, and there was this one card in particular. I have it somewhere, but I haven't got it to hand. I, I got into a kick recently of buying things that inspire me. So that 
when I look at things, I'm in more inspired just sitting at this desk doing nothing. Um, so I've got the card that got me into wrestling somewhere. Um, but I looked at it, it's a John Cena limited edition card from the Slam Attacks collection back in the day. Um, I went home, I found out who John Cena was, and then I found out what the degree was. And that's when I got into wrestling, uh, just watching people like Cena and Batista and Edge and Punk. And those are the guys that I, I, I idolized uh, as a young kid. And then getting into the independence and finding out who Adam Cole was and Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and having the pleasure to meet Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and people like that. It, it's great. Uh, that That's how I got into wrestling and my love for wrestling kind of grew. Yeah, and, and kind of growing up as a wrestling fan, did you get to see much live wrestling? I know that the WWE would, would tend to come to the UK once or twice a year. I know that I saw them a couple of times in Birmingham, which is probably not too far from you. Uh, but did you get to see much live wrestling, whether it be from the American companies that would come over, or maybe you said you got into UK indie wrestling at a young age as well. So maybe on the indies, what sort of wrestling was you watching live when you were before you got into the business? So when I was really, real young, we never went, like, uh, I've, I've never been to a WWE event in my life still. Um, it's something I definitely need to do. Now I've got a job and my own money and my own way of getting places. I need to go to more mainstream shows and then see that and experience that. But uh, growing up, I never had the chance to do that. We didn't have the means to do it, to be quite honest. Um, and, and that was fine. But growing up um, with independence, I didn't start going to independent shows until I was what, 14 maybe? My first independent show that I remember going to, main event was Hacksaw Jim Duggan in a tag match. And I got to meet Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And those are the kind of shows I went to. The, the smaller independents that bought the, the the big main guy from the WWE. In, yeah. And, and that, that was where I grew up watching. So I got to meet people like uh, Hacksaw, X-Pac, Billy Gunn, um, uh, Hornswoggle, Brian Cage, uh, the Spirit Squad, people like that, and just watch those guys. Uh, growing up and that's when I kind of went into Fight Club Pro and finding the actual uh, like big indie names that are currently in the generation and and getting into that that, that style of it watching that live and seeing those matches live is mad as I say I don't really uh, uh, get starstruck by stuff but watching the guys like even before shows where like Osprey and Ray Phoenix would just be bouncing on the ropes before there's even any crowd in is, is mad um, so yeah it just being around those guys as well um just just seeing that and and seeing those matches live the match i've seen live with fight for pro is is mad uh british strong style versus the elite um you got people like uh phoenix and penta going one-on-one -on -one against each other and that's one of my favorite matches i've ever watched live the first dtti ray phoenix versus penta is oh they've been incredible it's great incredible. Yeah, that, that, that's how i went from uh watching the smaller indies and growing up with watching wrestling i've never been to a mainstream show um but it's something I need to do. Yeah, it's always good fun. It's always good fun when they come over, but uh, still not as good quality-wise as going to a UK indie show for no. sure. Uh, but but let's let's talk about some of your highlights. And since you started, uh, we mentioned earlier that you debuted uh, kind of around the summertime of 2018. So you could say you've been a pro now for well over two and a half years. Um, but um, what, what are some of the, the the highlights or some of the standout moments or maybe your favourite matches uh, that you've had so far with the various companies you've worked for? So I always split this into two uh, with my favourite match. There's my favourite match wrestling-wise and the most fun match I've ever had uh, that I've went out there and just had the most fun. So the best match that I've had wrestling-wise is myself, Dan Maloney, Marshall X, Corey Johnson in a four-way for the Wrestling 4 Grand Championship. 
all three of them have uh, in that match with me have a sentimental you know thing thing for me like Corey Johnson books me on my first show uh, books me for the first like few months that I've been on shows without anyone else booking me Marshall X at the time my coach um, being someone who has taught me for for a few months at the time I think um, being able to wrestle him was great and Dan Maloney uh, being around the Fogger Pro shows Dan's uh, like progression i was there watching it all the the dcti weekend uh the last one that i remember he um won the scramble master thing that they did he then wrestled uh i think it was he wrestled phoenix the night after or, or osprey it was one or the <laughs> other and then the main the last show was him pack mark davis and 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 uh osprey i think in a four-way for the title and like being able to watch dan's rise from being the when he came back uh being in the scrambles and just doing the, the few scrambles that he was doing with Fight Pro and then being their top guy and being the best. If you if you ask me now, on the British indie scene, Dan Maloney is the best wrestler on, on the British indie scene. He, he leads He's a beast. British. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and being able to wrestle Dan uh, and, and, and Corey and, and Marshall was great. Dan was the first name that I got to wrestle. Um, and I was so nervous going in. I was like, am I going to be able to get all of my stuff in? Like, is it going to be just me getting beat down for a bit because it's my first main event? Everything I put to Dan, yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, we'll do it. Uh, the most, the, the most surreal experience or, or cool experience is, uh, you know, the Enzo and Cass dive that the guys do, where the guy packs him up in a, a big back suplex and throws him onto the other two. Yeah, uh, I've never <laughs> done anything like that, and I was like, Dan, can we do this? Yeah, that was uh, something we did. It was so cool, but it didn't hit me that I was wrestling Dan until like Dan's music hit. I was like, I know that I'm wrestling Dan for, for months, but it doesn't hit you until you're in there and you hear those that music go up and the crowd screaming Dan to the how uh <coughs> rhythm. Yeah. It's uh that that's the most uh, that's the best in ring match that I've had. Where I say like more most fun match, I had a scramble. It's my first and only time really trying to do something comedy based. And it was the most fun thing I've ever done. It was myself uh, Sean the Lad Divine, Luke Douglas, Shay Purser uh, as Shay Fu, uh, Adam Idle and August Jackson, uh, all guys that I'm close friends with uh, in the business. They're, they're great people. Um, and the whole idea of the match was I just turned 18. It was Champions League final night and Sean Divine's um, gimmick is he's the drinker and the lad. So he was trying to get me to drink the whole match as I just turned uh, 18. And Shay was asking for ID for the whole match. <laughs> uh, and the whole thing around me being underage um, so then the finish is I hit my finish on Shay go to look to pin him but then I go and grab the beer get rolled up I lose and then we all have a drink of the beer at the end uh, Shay downs it and faints and we all go to the back and we all had the biggest smile on our faces going back and there was no stress during the match to remember things it was just so it just was so fluid and it, it was the most fun experience and everyone in the back was laughing like having watched it and the, the crowd was I think it was like 15 20 people but it was the most fun thing I've ever done yeah and 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 uh, I'm just thinking to some of the matches and some of the feuds you've had with uh, uh Cam Pro live and and uh, second to none kind of uh, jump jumped to the forefront of my mind because you've had some feuds with that stable and some matches and you've been beaten down by them as well Tell us about your experiences in the ring with with, with uh, uh, you and your stable. Um, I, I can't remember the name of the stable. Um, is it? Uh, uh, I, I joined Heroes Next Door. That's uh, right. That's right. And, and uh, against Second to None because uh, that that was a nice little program you had there. 
yeah, it was the first time I ever trying to do a story, really. I was never put into an angle, really. I was just doing the odd match just because it was there. Um, and the whole story was basically based around Alan Carter uh, getting beat down by second to none and just recruiting his friends to, uh, to, to go into it. So the show before we did the big blow-off match was myself and Kieran McQueen versus Luca and MJ Grayson. MJ Grayson is one of my best mates in wrestling. I've known him since I started. And, uh, yeah, it just... Um, one, one of the most underrated wrestlers in the world. Like, if you don't know who MJ Grayson is, anyone that's watching, uh, get him on the show. He's the best. Um, so, yeah, we did this tag match. It went so well. Uh, we lost. End of the match, I get hit in the back of the head with a hammer and beat down. So I join Alan Carter and say, right, we're doing this four on four. Uh, we went in. I had a big thing against Lucia Lee. Uh, Alan Carter had his thing against Hammer Healy, and we just all wanted to win. And, uh, yeah, I, I feel like my emotions got the better of me if we're talking in a kayfabe way and um lucia lee uh kind of pulled the strings i guess and uh got me a bit agitated and alan carter for some reason decided to pin the wrong person uh to then get hit in the back of the head with a hammer and and, and uh and lose the match for us and then went and turned with this alexander saint guy but yeah it was so much fun to to wrestle uh, if we're talking in like out of the the fourth wall some yeah. some yeah. of my best mates in wrestling and uh just to to plan this story that we we wanted to portray in a certain way and it went completely how we wanted it to the reaction was great the the way that everyone acted in the in the scenario was was great i feel as if we couldn't have done it much better to be honest um yeah i, I really enjoyed working with second to none and hopefully one day i'll get to work with those guys again especially mj grayson mj grayson is probably the guy i've wrestled the most in my whole career um, like I, every scramble that I've been in, MJ Grayson's pretty much been in, and uh, but we've never met one on one in the ring. And I reckon oh. if me and MJ Grayson met one on one in the ring, it would be a great match. That would be incredible, and, and that uh, kind of storyline with Second to None was really, really good fun. But uh, I mean, we're obviously referring to Campro Live, which is like the, the developmental or maybe the, the, the academy shows for Kamikaze Pro. Um, and now I'm guessing that sometime in the future, hopefully in the not too distant future, you you want to kind of get promoted up onto the main roster, so to speak. Uh, but uh, have you got any? Have you got your kind of eyes set on anybody in particular? If and when, and I'm sure it'd be sooner rather than later, you do get your kind of um, uh, main roster debut for Kamikaze Pro. You got anybody in particular that you'd like to go up into the in the ring with, or any individuals in particular you'd like to face on the main roster? So I can go against the big names. I want a singles match with Dan Maloney, a hundred percent. There are people like Chris Widray gets put there a lot that I'd like to wrestle. Uh, anyone like the Flippy Boys that come over, Osprey. If they wanted to book Phoenix, I'd wrestle Phoenix. I want to wrestle like the best wrestlers in the world. But if we're talking away from that, a match that I've been begging for and it got booked once but the show got cancelled is me and luke douglas if i get to wrestle luke douglas uh, i'm telling you that the ideas we've got and i reckon that'll be the match that pushes me onto that next level and then gives me that opportunity to you know do what i want to do and, and be the that'll be the best match that i'll have uh like uh, my career so far 100 percent. me and luke douglas will go all out and I, i'm looking forward to when that finally does happen as I say, it was booked once the show got cancelled and it was gutting. But um, one day it'll happen and, and the people will see why um, I'm saying that it'll be one of the best matches that I've, I've got to have for sure. 
that would be pretty awesome. And I'm sure now you've said it, it's got to happen. It's got to happen. You've put it out there in the universe, so yeah. it's got to happen. Uh, but uh, I mean, a lot of the wrestling we've spoken about has been kind of based in the West Midlands. Have you got your own kind of outside of the West Midlands, any, any promotions, any, any groups that you'd like to wrestle for in the future? Uh, t- tell us about some of the promotions you might have your eye on. So in the UK, I want to wrestle for anyone possible. I want to literally wrestle everywhere. Uh, there are a lot of promotions in Manchester that I've never gone up to. Um, I know Future Shock's up there. Uh, the, the guys around there are great, and I'd like to go up there. Uh, I've never been down to London. That would be great. Uh, Wales has exposure. Um, that would be a great place to go. Uh, if Attack ever comes back, that would be a great place for me to go. Um, I've never I'd, I've never been up to Scotland. Uh, I couldn't name a promotion that I, I'd, other than ICW that I'd love to go and wrestle up there. But just like everywhere, I want to wrestle everywhere. My main goals or, or my big goals are, are abroad in America. Uh, if, if Mr. Joe Biden would like to open the borders, that would be great. Uh, but it doesn't look like that would be a, a thing that America does. But just I want to find a way to be over there and wrestling the best wrestlers that I enjoy watching all the time. As I say, I mentioned a few earlier with Jordan Oliver and Calvin Tankman and Braden Lee and people like that. Those are the best wrestlers in the world, in my opinion. If I can get over in America and, and wrestle them, that would be their dream come true. That would be awesome. And, and we do have quite a large uh, viewership over in the States. So uh, if there's any promoters watching this, uh, get Danny Reed on your card. As soon as the borders open, of course, send Come him a bank a ticket. I'm sure, I'm sure he'll be over yeah. there uh, in a flash. But uh, just skipping away from, from wrestling uh, for a moment, Danny, let's talk about your Twitch channel because I know you're, you're very active on social media in general, but you've started a Twitch channel. You're building a bit of a following. What sort of things uh, do you do on Twitch? Is it solely games or t- tell us about how you've been trying to build your channel? So I'm kind of trying to find my way in Twitch as it is. <clears> I do <throat> what I enjoy at the time. At the minute, I'm playing Spider-Man on PlayStation 5. I finally managed to get a PS5 after months of trying. Uh, <laughs> so I'm finally getting that out. Retro you Mania did an was... unboxing, didn't you? Did you unbox yeah. your, your PS5 live on Twitch? Yeah. Yeah, I unboxed that live on Twitch. That was pretty cool. That was probably the biggest stream I, I did uh, viewer-wise. Um, that was great. Uh, also, I, I play a lot of things on the Switch. Uh, Retromania Wrestling is the one at the minute. Uh, it's like a retro field wrestling game, but with more newer wrestlers as well as the older guys. So you can play as like Matt Cardona, who used to be Zack Ryder, and Brian Myers and things like that, uh, as well as like Warhorse. And, and then there's like the old guys like uh, Animal and Hawk and things like that. It's pretty cool. Uh, I also do every Saturday um, going forward now as well. Uh, I missed a few weeks, but I do a wrestling watch along stream. I'll find the best wrestling that's on YouTube for free, and we'll just watch some real sick wrestling and, and, and watch it all together. I also take uh, just if anyone wants to plug a match and wants me to watch it, as long as it's on YouTube and it has been uploaded by the promotion itself, I'll watch it for sure, 100%. Um, yeah, other than that, just I want to get into more reaction y videos. Uh, I think it's real cool to be able to sit there and, and watch things with other people. Like when I watch wrestling on my own, not that I get bored of it, but I find it a lot more entertaining to watch wrestling with other people. And I like to watch other things with other people too. I like that interaction. So I think that's a real cool uh, thing within Twitch that I can react to things and, and people can come and watch videos with me, which I think is real cool. So that's another thing I need to get into. That's really cool. Uh, and we'll, we'll get onto your social uh, uh, plugs very, very soon, Danny. But uh, what is your tw- your Twitch channel link or address uh, if anybody's interested in finding you on Twitch and following you? Can, you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash kian14 with a one inside the eye. So that's K1AN14. Uh, so awesome. You can find me Hit that follow button. We're affiliate now. So if you want to subscribe, you can. It costs money. But... 
if you, if you want to do that, you can. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's some really entertaining stuff on your Twitch channel for sure. Uh, and as we start to wind down, if you've got uh, anything you'd like to say to any of your fans out there, to the wrestling community in general, uh, to people that might only have kind of come across Danny Reed today because of this interview, have you got a message for anybody out there uh, of what we might be able to expect from you going forward? Uh, expect me to be on another level from what I was before. Uh, if you've watched me before, I, I reckon I was uh, at a level where you could watch me and it was a, a good good fun match. Now I'm going to go all out and have the best matches and get my name out there so I can achieve those goals of going to America, one day signing with something like AEW, and that that's what I want to do. And uh, I'm going to do everything I can to put on the best performances in the world. Um, and that's great. Uh, another thing you can look out for, um, coming very soon when wrestling does come back, I'm going to start a weekly vlog. I was very uh, inspired by Sammy Guevara, Ethan Page, being the elite. These guys I watch every week. And it's a great thing for me to put that content out for you guys. But on a very selfish point of view, I forget things very easily. So if I film everything I do, I can grow old and watch them back and go, this is what I did this weekend. That was a great moment in my life. Um, I just want to document the life of someone trying to go from where I am in wrestling to, to the top of, of professional wrestling. Yeah, indeed. And from what I've seen through watching your matches, watching your highlights, doing my research, I know for sure you've got a very, very bright future. I mean, you're only 20. You've had a few years in the business already, even in the business really for six years, if you include how long you've been training. But uh, I mean, what you've achieved and what you're capable of doing in the ring is phenomenal. And I'm not just saying that because you're my guest. I'm saying that because it's what I've seen with my own two eyes. Uh, but uh, Danny, before we let you go, here's your opportunity. You've already dropped your, your, your Twitch handle, but uh, where else can my listeners and viewers find you and reach out to you and say hi, find out more about Danny Reed on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Where are you on socials? Facebook, Twitter and Instagram are pretty simple. It's just at Danny Reed PW. Uh, if you type in Danny Reed into YouTube, you'll find my channel pre, uh, pre uh, my pre uh, subscribe. Sorry, I can't get words out. Pre subscribe for when the vlogs come out. They're going to be real good. I want to make sure they're high quality um and just edited so well that they're, they're going to be real cool you could also buy my merch this is an exclusive i've not uh go this ahead design, this design has not come out anywhere i think a few people know it when i was in production uh if you've seen the the photo that's on um the the promo photo, my merch is pretty much basic with the converse logo i've gone all out this time and i've got a full designer designer uh, i'm starting a new series of t-shirts called the lights out comics um, and we're going to start with episode one. And this is the new T-shirt that's out now. Uh, that is awesome. Episode one, me kicking the head off of the <laughs> That uh, is in, awesome. In black and in white. Um, the white shirt is very limited. It's got half the quantity of the blacks. Um, so you can go over to dannyreed.bigcartel.com or you can DM me on social media and I'll get you sorted out with something nice. Uh, that is pretty awesome and, and quite unique, different to what you might find from uh, other wrestling shirts um, and merch. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, as soon as we find out, have you got a link? Have you got an address for those already? Where, or... Yeah, yeah that, uh, dannyreed.bigcartel.com. Get over there. Gotcha. And... Or, or just get in touch via DM, but uh, yeah. that's awesome. Danny, it's been an absolute blast speaking to you for the last uh, 47 minutes. Uh, so uh, thank you very much. I really, really appreciate your time. Like I say, you've got a really, really bright future in the wrestling business. And uh, hopefully a few years down the line, you never know, we might be able to do a part two. Uh, hopefully, yeah. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Take care, buddy.